You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. And welcome to episode 47 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Piselli. With me today are my two geeky friends, Suze Gilbert. Hi, everyone. And Vicki Stokes. Hi. That's it, Vicki? Hi. Yeah, hi. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so full of vim and vigor today. <laughs> today, we want to talk about a very popular TV show that is coming back on April 6th on HBO. And to talk about this, we invited a special guest, uh, Tim Robertson, who is the publisher of MyMac.com, and which is how Vicki, Suze, and I virtually met. And he's also the co-host of the Tech Fan Podcast. So welcome, Tim. Hello. Glad that you could join us. We wanted to talk today about Game of Thrones. Mm, such a good show. Such a good show. The only problem I have with Game of Thrones is I have a really hard time keeping track of who is who. Yeah, that's the thing with Game of Thrones. If you're not, it's it's almost easier to watch like two or three episodes at once. You know what I mean? In a row, oh. because it, it makes more sense that way. If you accidentally skip a week and then another week and then you come to it three weeks later, you're like, I have no idea what's going on. Right. It's just so dense. Now, that's how I watched the first two seasons, was on the HBO Go app, which I have to say, if you've never watched it and you have the HBO app, best way to watch it. Because like Tim said, you can binge watch it, but it also has an interactive portion at the bottom of the screen if you want to, which kind of gives you little little bits of, I don't want to say trivia, but like little hints of what's going on within the um, the episode. And it also has an interactive map, so you can see when they talk about King's Landing, it'll show you where King's Landing is in relation to other landmarks. You know, the thing about Game of Thrones is it is the most downloaded, illegally downloaded TV show in history now. Really? Uh, yeah, more people downloaded the second to the last um, episode last year, The Red Wedding, than any other TV show ever in the history of Torrance. Oh, and, yeah. I, do, I don't mean to interrupt you, Tim, but I do want to mention there are going to be spoilers. So if you don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, wrong show to listen to. Yeah, either, you know, turn it off right now and save this for when you're all caught up. The president of HBO actually said he doesn't mind. That uh, he's not concerned about piracy. And as long as people are watching it, that's all he cares about. Right, right. I had heard that because his, his philosophy is if they like the show maybe they'll end up buying it. They'll buy it buy on... The HBO. They'll end up getting a subscription to HBO. That's right. That's the only so reason that... why I have HBO. Is it really? Yeah, I don't watch movies on TV. I, I, I don't watch HBO for movies. No, I don't either. I don't either. watch it for movies, yeah. right. We watch it for the TV series, like we were talking yep. before uh, we started to record. On Cinemax, you know, Vicki, you and I both watch Banshee. Yep. It's the TV, it's the series that I look forward to, not, mm-hmm. the, not the movies. Mm-hmm. And I think the I think that's been true for quite a while. Ever since Blockbuster probably became really popular, and people were, you know, on the way home from work, you'd stop by Blockbuster and get a video to watch. Mm-hmm. And the videos that you were renting, it was still two or three months before it would hit HBO or Short Showtime or Cinemax, and it just changed our viewing habits. And the same thing is true now. When a movie first comes out, it doesn't hit HBO when it first comes out on DVD. It's still months later. So people are renting it on demand. They're uh, buying it on iTunes, Amazon. I think, you know, HBO and, and the movie channels, if you will, they recognized that a long time ago, especially HBO, and started doing original programming, which is their most popular thing now. Yeah, I watch Nurse Jackie. Um, True Blood is coming back soon, I think in June. That's the last season. Thank God. Yeah, it needs to be over. Yeah, it's, it's, Did it, it jump it, the shark? Oh, it jumped the shark of, I think, episode, season four. Yeah. yeah. But if I can, you know, I'll finish it. And the book series uh, has ended too. That's the problem with a lot of these TV shows is they, as long as it's making money and it's getting viewers, they keep going. 
even if the creators, you know, had a certain amount of storyline to tell, such as Breaking Bad. Vince Gilligan said, this is how long it's going to be. It's not going to be any longer. There's not going to be any movies afterwards. This is the story I want to tell. And A&E went for it. And it was brilliant because of it. Well, it's interesting because I was reading an article about Banshee, which is a Cinemax show. And I was telling Vicky at the season finale for season two was last night. And um, they were saying, the writers were saying that they already have the season finale of, of season three written, but they need to tell their story in five seasons. Wow. And that's yeah. it. They figure what, what they want to say is what's going to happen to all the characters is going to take five seasons. And they don't yeah. want to overstay their welcome. Yeah. So it looks like at the end of season five will be the series finale. Okay. So the same idea as Breaking Bad, where they have a story to tell, they know how long it's going to take to tell that story, the end. That's they're, they're, What they're doing is copying the what they've done in Britain for a long time with the BBC, um, where they have much shorter seasons, and it's, you know, it's this is how long it is. The original Office, it was two seasons of, I think, six episodes each, maybe eight, I forget now. And that was the story, that was the arc, and that was it. They were in and out, it was extremely popular. Richard Gervais could have brought it back for another season. Now, they wanted it really bad, both the network and the public, but that was the story he wanted to tell, and that's what they did. And I think that it's really smart that the American television networks now are starting to follow suit. Not all of them. I mean, we're still going to have a billion CSIs and Law and & Orders yeah. and that kind of stuff. But, 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 but the networks sometimes end the show too soon because they don't get the viewership and it'll be a good show. You know, you, you, you Or, see, or it know, seems like they're screwing it up on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Almost Human. I don't know if you guys watched that. It's a Fox show. Yeah, I watched. But they they're actually running them out of order than they were created and and meant to be shown. The executives are completely out of order, and the creators are really really ticked off because it's really screwing up uh, the character development. You'll see that all these two guys are starting to get along, and and then the next episode they seem to be at odds again. And it's because the network is just showing them in willy-nilly order. Now, why are they doing that? Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I saw that was one of the shows that possibly is on the chopping block. Well, as it should be if the network is intentionally screwing up. You know, there's another real popular show that became more popular after it was canceled. And they did exactly the same thing. They never even showed the pilot. And that was Firefly. And, uh, you know, we all know what happened with Firefly. It was eventually canceled after the first season. And it, it came out on DVD a year later, and it was huge. And it was so huge, they actually made a movie to kind of wrap up what happened in the series. And the movie didn't do great, but it, it made money, and that's really all that matters for the Hollywood studios. But it did show that, you know, there's an audience out there if if they don't screw it up. You know, they give things a chance. And I think that's really the problem. You know, it's it's not a three-network world anymore. Yeah. Where they throw something on there and they let the audience find it. There's a thousand channels. And there's competition, not just from those other thousand channels, but Netflix is creating their own series. And Amazon's doing the same thing. And YouTube is doing the same thing. And there's video games that people are playing that are very interactive and so pe- less people are watching those shows, and the ratings show that. But when they hit, they're still hitting pretty big. But even a big show nowadays is minuscule compared to the 80s. You're right, Tim, because, you know, Vince Gilligan from Breaking Bad was very vocal about that when they received an Emmy. He said had it not been for Netflix, they would have probably stopped the show. You know? Yeah, they were going but, to. Yeah, and the thing is, with when getting back to BBC is there's a couple of caveats to that because MI5, which I loved, was like 10 seasons long. It took me forever to go through MI5. But like with Sherlock, um, what's interesting, because I absolutely love uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, and that particular show, they only give you maybe three episodes. You know, of course, they're divided, but they don't it's not a really uh, robust as far as volume. You don't have like five or six episodes in that. No, so. but each each episode is basically a movie. When you put exactly. commercials into it, it's a two-hour episode. Exactly. That's a movie. Yeah. So there's been basically nine movies of that series now. Yeah. And it's brilliant. It is. It's, you know, that cliffhanger that they had. I just, the acting in that is is just so 
is just so well done. And, you know, as far as Game of Thrones, though, I am only reading it. I mean, I've seen probably five of the episodes from the first season, but I'm basically reading it um, on the audiobook. And Roy Dotrice, he is the narrator. And what I find is that it's making me less engaged with the uh, television series only because his voice is like Jim Dale, who narrated the Harry Potter series. He's fabulous. But they are leaving out so much of the richness of the of the written word in the series and i know it doesn't always transpose you know when you're reading when you're um, taking something from a a book just the same thing like lord of the rings well that's always going to be the case though what yeah it is and but what helps me with the television show is seeing the actors who's playing what role that's really nice because then you get a sense of what they look like when you're listening to the book but i have to say that um you know the the I what was happening is I was catching up with the TV series and not reading the audio and then I was knowing what was happening and it was so different the way the you know the book was sometimes uh, the way George Martin had written it so now I've just kind of let go of this TV series until I get caught up with the audiobook yeah I was like that with Walking Dead the Walking Dead same way yeah well the Walking Dead came from a comic book and the the television series was so plodding along compared to the comic book. Like the first issue of the comic book is out of 22 pages. That was like the first three episodes of the TV series. So it was just, oh, it was taking forever to do anything. And then halfway through the first season, they completely changed it. So it wasn't following the comic book at all. And the stories are completely different. And uh, I, I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad um, obviously, they couldn't do something like that with Harry Potter because those were movies. But with Game of Thrones, I don't know. I've heard that some people have said that there are differences. Things happen on the TV show that doesn't happen in the book and vice versa. And vice versa, correct. But, yeah. of course, I when I found out that Sean Bean you know, was Edward Stark, I was really happy because I absolutely love that actor. He is, he is meant to act in those types of fantasy roles, you know, whether it's I was so ticked Boromir. off that he died in the first series. Uh, first oh, great. Season, I though. didn't know that. <laughs> great. Did spoiler spoilers. alert. <laughs> Wait a minute. If you're you did say spoilers. The audible book, it's, it's, it happened in the first book. Well, I'm still, re- I'm still reading the first book. Oh. I mean, the, 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 the books are divided into I know, I'm re- characters. I'm to them. So I, yeah. Yeah. So you're not, okay. You're not further enough alone. Yeah, don't you think Roy does a great job with the, um, his voice is very engaging. Because, you know, sometimes with audiobooks, your mind starts to wander. Your monkey mind takes over and you're like, oh, I have to go, you know, shopping for this and I have to do that. He is very engaging his voice. And I like the way that he changes his voice for each character. Yeah, but it's not over the top kind of change. No, not at all. Not at all. Very well done. You talked about Harry Potter audiobooks. Mm. So you obviously listen to the U.S. versions. I would suggest you go back and listen to the UK versions. With Jim it's, Dale? No, it's it's Stephen Fry that does the voice. Oh, okay. Because I think Jim Dale is brilliant too. So I, I, I agree, but there's something about Harry Potter being an English setting. And then I love Stephen Fry's voice. He's just, yeah, I do too. It's so rich. And uh, I've listened to two, maybe, I think, the first two books. And I've already read them multiple times, but... Oh, just, I mean, there was some words in there that before I watched the movies, I had no idea how to pronounce this until he said it. And then I was like, oh, okay, that's how you say that word. <laughs> um, <laughs> like Quidditch. I have no, I'm like, Kui, Quada? I have no idea. So you, you hear someone like him say the words and, and that helps. That's very true, Tim, because when I was visiting England when I was 18, I was coming back from France and I stayed with a British friend and I was just trying to show them that, you know, I too knew I read British literature and I, I will never forget this. I said, uh, my favorite book, and it's true, uh, is of human bondage by Somerset Mongham and they (laughs) died. They absolutely died. And I was mortified. I think I went to a shade of purple that has never been seen since. And they said, it's Somerset Mom. I'm like, what do you mean, Mom? How do you get Mom out of Mongham? So, you know, yeah, the Brits definitely, um, they pronounce things a little different. So, yep. 
it was one, and one of the Harry Potter because it's it's written by you know she's English, so right. the way they say it is probably the way it was meant to be heard. Exactly. And then you hear our bastardization here in the U.S. Now we say things. Um, you got to wonder sometimes. Well, which one do you go with? Well, you go with whatever is comfortable for you. I think. Yes. But I can't believe that we're talking Game of Thrones and and you haven't, you're not up to date. I know I'm not. Well, you know, I, I, it's hard when it's not on, um, you know, TV because isn't it HBO as well? Because I, my, we're streaming some of the episodes, um, and the, and the the very first season, but I have to say is, um, I admit I had always put it on my book list, you know, to read Game of Thrones. And then when it came available on the audiobook, I said, well, you know, that's good because I can walk. You know, when I take my walk or a bike ride, I can just listen to it. <clears throat> and I, I like audiobooks. They have never bothered me. I know some people can't, um, you know, they don't pref- don't like them. But I found the story so engaging that, you know, as far as the characters are concerned, I in my mind's eye... You know, I had Eddard looking a certain way and Daenerys looking a certain way. And then when I saw the first few episodes, I thought they did a very good job with the casting. I, I really did. The only one that um, is not quite uh, who I pictured is um, Caitlin. Catlin or Caitlin? Uh, Eddard's... Um, yeah, Ned's uh, wife. Mm-hmm. She she just looks. I know this is going to be terrible, but she looks a little too old. For, yeah, she does sort of dire looking too. You know. Yeah, she very. I, she just doesn't look. Uh, I don't know. She's not a smiling person. No, not noble enough. You know, right. just. I you get know, that. Because it, because in the um, you know her her lineage, the Tullys, that they they're a very noble. Uh, people and so she just doesn't. She looks a little pruny to me. I know that's terrible to say and very catty, but she just doesn't. Well, you look don't have noble. to worry about seeing her in season four. I can tell you that. <laughs> Spo- I- no spoilers. Spoiler. But- spoiler. <laughs> well, you know it's interesting because Twitter lit up. I remember Twitter lit up after the Red Wedding episode. I, mean, oh, I, could, I was I was so mad because. Ed, that was the that was the because you know there's so many different plot lines going on at once, and that was the one. I thought he was the one that was going to win the whole thing because he really is noble. He married um, Rob, what was her Talissa Rob Stark? Stark? Yeah, he married yes. Talissa and she was pregnant. And she was pregnant, and she was just a fantastic person. Yeah, you know she he met her because. She was helping people, and she was actually on the other side, but she didn't care. She, her job was to help people, and that's what she was doing. And I, I thought, this is the guy that you want as king. He could really, everyone could get behind this guy. He's a, he's a good guy. And then for that to happen, oh, I was so mad. I was like, God, I don't know if I'm going to watch the show anymore. I'm just so, I'm so upset. I'm like that after and, Edder died. You know, when he, when Edder died, I was mm-hmm. really really upset. Um, yeah. Then after that, I started getting used to expecting something like that to happen. Well, it, there's something about Game of Thrones that it's always the second to the last episode to the season finale is where everything happens. They did it in season one, two, and three. Now, a lot of people. I don't know if you knew that. I'll keep watching. I'll keep watching if for no other reason to see something happen to Joffrey. I hate him. Oh my God! He my son said he's die. the most hated character. Oh, he, he said is he horrible. is. And you know the actor that plays him, he's got this little chin. He again, he doesn't look, you know, what I envisioned. But as he's the, so slimy in the role. Perky though, he's little perfect. mouth. I, I hate him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he could be as a person. He could be the sweetest person in the world, but as an as a character, I think I think you'll hear cheers across the land. You know, yeah. if something happened to him. Or, or, he he or was actually mother, in the first Batman movie. It's, it's evil incarnate. She's awful. Who is this? Who is Cersei? Cersei? Uh, Cersei, the, the, the queen. Right. Mother. You know, my problem with her is the woman who plays her, or plays her, uh, Lena Headley, mm-hmm. I had just got done watching and I was kind of disappointed because they canceled the show. It was the Terminator TV show. Oh, I love that show. Yeah. And uh, she played Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she wasn't blonde. She's not naturally blonde. But they had canceled that show. It was still on. You know, they had, like, four more episodes to go. Mm-hmm. And they aired them. But she had already left the show because it was canceled to do this show. So it was, like, I don't know, not even six months later that Game of Thrones came on and she's on it. 
but that was Sarah Connor to me. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I can't. And she she looks completely wrong, ba- uh, uh, blonde. Mm-hmm. I mean, she that's not what she looks like. And so it took me a long time to let that go. I still have it a little bit of me that that's Sarah Connor. I don't know. This is stupid. <laughs> um, but I really liked her as Sarah Connor. I liked her better than the lady who played her in the movie. I, you know, I think the books um, are shaping my opinion about them now because I'm like, like um, Suze said, you get more depth of, of, of the characters. And I hate the Lannisters. You know, Jamie's attractive and. And, yeah, but and, there's something about Jamie. He's going to change, I think, over time. I, I, I don't, I don't know how you can get it past him pushing has. a kid out of a window. I mean, how do you get past that? You know, right? But I think awful. he, he, he saved the one woman from being raped and killed. Right. Yeah, because he she's helping him. Changed. She showed him a kindness. Right, and I, he's never had that before because the Lannisters are just evil. But then again, I like Tyrion. I love Tyrion. He's like one of my favorite characters. Well, I think Tyrion Tyrion has gone from being just a little jerk to someone who realizes he's got a heart. Right. I mean, he he gets married and he doesn't have sex with the girl because he, unless she wants him to, he's not going to. And he's in love with that that, that other woman. But see, in the the book, he's like that too. You know, he could have still done that Mm -hmm. and, you know, but he didn't. And so I, I really like him as a character. I think uh, Peter Dinklage does an awesome job with that character. I think he's one of those television iconic characters already that this guy will always be known for. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to see him in the movie Elf now. I'm like, oh, no, it's Tyrion. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. But can't you, can't you, can't you, were you shocked to see him get on that horse and go into yeah. war? I'm like, this guy got some balls on him. He's really yeah. <laughs> Little ones, but you know. <laughs> um. <laughs> and the way he shamed the guys into following him, I thought that was just so. He said he's half a man. Uh, they they call him half a man. So what does that say about the rest of you? And he got on his horse, and then they followed him. But he's always yeah. usually the smartest person in the room. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think, you know, looking at previews for season four, that just starts in less than a month now. Um, you know, it, it, him and his brother are going to get a lot closer. Uh, Jamie is going to be kind of his confidant, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, things are not going to go good for Tyrion this year. I don't know if he dies because, again, I I haven't read the books. I don't know. And I don't want to know because I'm enjoying the TV series. Yeah. And I won't read the books until the TV series is over. And then I'll go back and probably read the books. And I don't. I like audiobooks, but I like reading more. Well, you can read the first two books and not worry about going past what the series is right now. Yeah, but if I do, I'll want to keep going. But the and... books are really, really long. Uh, yeah. If you listen to audible books, it's not that long. It goes fast. Yeah. Are they abridged then? No. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I read pretty fast. Yeah, they're so. what the the audiobooks are not abridged. And I have to say, to get back to Tyrion, um, even in the book, the very early books when they introduced Tyrion, you know that as a Lannister, he is a part. He knows the relationship between his brother and sister. He is, he's very wise. He reads all the time. And um, that's where Jon Snow finds him. There was an episode that wasn't in the first series, but Jon actually... Um, confronts him because when they're, you know, when they're part of the guard, you know, with the wall, guarding the wall, uh, Tyrion is off reading. So, I mean, he, he has this element of wisdom about him mm-hmm. and there's no flies on him. You know, he, he knows, he knows exactly what the Lannisters are, at least early on, at least, I don't know how it's going to change in the books, but, uh, and I like the actor who plays him too. Uh, I think it was a while before you... I think it was season two when you finally got to see who the head of the Lannister family was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Tyron? Is that how you say his name? Tyron. Tyron? Yeah. Tyron? Tyron. Mm-hmm. Could they have found a better actor? I know they could not That have. just carries the himself tallness. so it's, it's regally. exactly the way the book describes him, too. Yeah. Tall, but he's got these eyes that just makes it seem like he just belittles everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's so used to getting his way. Yeah. And that uh, Charles Dance is the guy who plays. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. So, and I've seen him in a hundred things, but I can't name one thing that I've seen him in before. Who plays the head of the Lannisters? Because Ty- I see Tyrion, but I don't There's see a- Tywin. 
Tywin. Tywin. Tywin. Oh, Tywin. Yeah. I'm looking at a cheat okay. sheet, which I'll put in the show notes. There's mm-hmm. a viewer's guide on HBO.com. Yeah. That has all the different houses, oh, yeah. the relationships. Oh, the actor that plays him is fabulous. Oh, I was just looking Charles at him. Dance. Charles I'm, Dance. I'm looking yes. him up. He's oh. been on, uh, you know, oh, he was on, he was one of the, the bad guy on Last Action Hero. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was in that. Uh, this, not a lot of stuff. He was in Your Highness, which was a terrible movie from 2011. The Golden Child. Oh, no, uh, Gosford Park. So he's done some things, but uh, man, he, he it was the perfect actor for that role. Yeah. He's the only one who can talk back, sort of, to King Joffrey and get away with mm-hmm. it. Well, uh, so so the can um, what's his name? Um, um, Tyrion. T- uh, Tyrion. T- Tyrion. Yeah, Tyrion. Yeah, he 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 has no fear to Elvis Little. No, he has no fear, at least in the first book, he has no fear of Joffrey at all. He thinks he's a little jerk. And, and Joffrey, the little and that whiny, crying little boy. Oh, God, he's awful. He is. Um. He's horrible. <laughs> you know, the actor that's played him said he's probably going to quit acting after this is done. Yeah, he's going to college. I think that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Oh because, um, is it Lena Hetty, Hetty, the one that plays uh, Cer- uh, Cersei? Yeah. She um, also played in 300, because I thought, where have I seen her before? And I remember her, she was the wife, the yes. Spartan wife, yeah. She and I carried think she herself still very really. Yeah. yeah, she but did. But if you, if you would have seen her in the Terminator TV show, she's very haggard, worried, but she's a warrior. Mm-hmm. She's protecting her very son, dark. who's eventually yeah. going to save the yeah. human. But Strong. she was great in the role. Yeah. She's a she's a great actor. You know the I'm sitting here thinking we keep talking about the Lannisters and stuff, but my favorite character, and I know I'm I'm going to contradict what I said earlier because I really liked, um, you know, the characters who eat it at at the red wedding. But honestly, the one side story, if you will, that I've enjoyed probably the most every time this character comes on, John's because Trump? I feel like it, no no <laughs> really? it, it's uh. uh Arya Stark. Oh, I love Arya. The young girl. <laughs> Something about her that, you know, she's she's a good actress, number one, that yeah. girl that plays her, but there's something about that character that I feel like she's really destiny for something big, fantastic. Big, yeah. 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 Well, there's something about, about mentioning Ara. I was going to say that one thing that I like about the Game of Thrones is that the female characters are very strong. Mm-hmm. And Daenerys, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Sometimes, I mean, Sansa Stark isn't very strong. She's, oh, I can't stand yeah. her. Sans- oh, I can't stand her either. She grows. She's but I think, grow. I think she's going to start getting her voice. She is. But yes, Caitlyn yes. was strong. Um, Arya. Um, Most of them are. Cersei, you know, Talisa, that's the, I mean, she's the queen bee. The one witch wow. lady? Yeah, yep. I hate that yeah, witch lady. Yeah, she's just too bizarre for me. Yeah. Oh, Gretty? Yeah. Is that what the one girl's uh, name? Gretty? Yagretti? Let me see if I can look at a... The redhead yeah, that's in the... Yeah, about. the evil serpent yeah. kind of woman. She's uh, she, I like her character, too. about the dragon lady. Yeah, I was I was kind of saving her myself. <laughs> Mil- Mil- Melisandra. Now, what is the deal with her? I mean, obviously, there's some kind of a magic about her fire doesn't hurt okay. her uh, what, she what are you is talking about, Daenerys? you know this melisandre okay I'm, I'm reading this from the hbo website it says a red priestess from ash ash ashai she ashai. worships mm-hmm. the lord of light her visions have told her that stannis is the true king and as his advisor has encouraged him to pursue the throne at all costs she has converted him and most of his household to her religion yeah she's creepy i yeah, don't like her is. She's like his... I think she's she's a bad guy, yes. if you will. She's like his Rasputin. <laughs> I like yeah. I like Khal Drogo. There's something oh, about Kyle that barbarian. Drogo. And you know what's really interesting about him? Is Conan? The, yeah, the, arc, the actor that plays him is married to Lisa Bonet from The Cosby Show. Remember what? her? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so her. <laughs> what? Yeah, lucky her. Lucky Lisa. She was married to Lenny Kravitz, and now she's married to him. Wait, Remember wait Lisa Bonet? He's in, this, he's in this other show called Red Road, and it's like on the third episode, and I see that Lisa is in that also. So yeah, they, wow. Yeah, that's Jason Road, Momoa. He's a he's good. he's a Hawaiian, and he's born in Hawaii, and uh, he plays. He's a big dude. Yeah, Kyle Drogo. So yeah, that's. And see that was almost that, that's a big that's <laughs> a big um, difference with the book and the 
show because the show shows call um, with Daenerys basically almost raping her on their wedding night. But in the book, he's very gentle with her, and he can only say the word no, but he undoes her hair. He's very, very yeah, gentle with yeah, her. exactly. And it's a very sweet, romantic um, yeah. interlude in the book. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's not... I don't remember him almost raping her on the TV show. I remember him being pretty... Mm, he no, he came in and Not he, gentle, but... No, but he was like, you're, he was more... It, they didn't do it out in public like, you know, the others did. But, right. But no, he, he took her quite uh, suddenly. Where it wasn't like that. It was very sweet in the book. It was... Yeah. You yeah. found this gentleness to this this barbaric character, which yeah. I thought was yeah. was a nice dichotomy in his character. But yeah, he's, well, I, he's a really hottie. I'm really liking... <laughs> yeah, he was good. He, he was in the show uh, Far... Farscape. Way back in the day, he was in that sci-fi TV show, and he was also Conan. Yeah. In a failed reboot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? He's he's the age of my eldest son. How sad is that? <laughs> <laughs> to put things out into perspective. <laughs> but he's you handsome. know, I'm look I'm looking at the cast of characters, and I'm not sure when they come up. But is does Carl Urban play in? In uh, in Game of Thrones or no? Carl, Carl Urban. Urban. He's one of my. He played in the Born, one of the Born movies. He's oh, he's a fabulous actor. I think he played in uh, Reds. I don't ever I, Maybe movies. maybe they're showing the wrong uh, season for. It might be one upcoming. Okay. Uh, he played in Star Trek this year. Oh yeah, he he's played in a ton of movies. You'd recognize him if you saw him. So which characters um, do you, you you hate the most? Joffrey. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. I'd agree Absolutely with that. No question. I, I I from the way things happen, I I haven't gotten to this yet, but I think that he's going to be gone. The person that I I really 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 hate, and and it's, it's foretelling what's going to happen, what's happening to him is that. Dion Greyjoy. Oh yeah. What a <laughs> I kind of like. Coat well. <laughs> Yeah, but what happens to him in season three? Yep. Yep. You start feeling a little bit of sympathy for that guy because yeah. wow. That's that's, because, that's only because now he's he he's just got he should have stuck it to his guns. He knew that he had an ally in the Starks. They treated him well. They could have mm -hmm. treated him poorly, and he let his family, who knew nothing about him and wasn't even embracing or trying to embrace him, change his mind. You know. Um, and just a weakness of character. And you're not going to win on the Game of Thrones. You're weak. So all these little weak characters like Joffrey, don't worry about them. They probably all going to just fall. Yeah, he's maybe physically weak, but he's he's pure evil. And that seems to be, yeah. you know, a trump card mm. to a lack of strength. Joffrey? That little, oh, yeah. God, he's, he's, he just whines like a little girl. Um, I, I mean, yeah, but he's Arya evil. He doesn't have now. any kind of sympathy or empathy for anything or anybody. It's evil. I think it's, it's because he's, you know. Well, he's also manipulative. You know, that's what, and that's even scarier when you have when you don't have any. He's a sociopath, and he's. I don't know if he's a psychopath yet, but he's definitely a sociopath at least so far in the well, books. Well, is it his fault though? I mean, you gotta you gotta remember he is product of uh, a twin. A son a, of... A product of, of incest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Cersei and uh, Jamie are twins. Yep. So that's real close. And, uh... uh Annette. <laughs> <laughs> Annette. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of uh, diversity <laughs> in that kid, that's for sure. But Jamie doesn't... But Jamie not, but, doesn't but, know that, right? Does He doesn't know... Yes, he does. He's had sex with his sister. Oh, he yes. does know that Joffrey is his? He looks like him, exactly. Um, and he had a... Her husband is like as dark as you can get with the hair and and she has blonde yeah. all of her children are blonde i mean fred flintstone doesn't look anything like him oh i'm <laughs> you know the actor who he played fred flintstone in uh one of the movies yeah. um he did but how how shallow is robert king robert that he could not figure that out you know that there was no um, question in his mind that his you know what they didn't know about genetics back then no, but even but even in the book, even um, Jon Snow, who is so hated, am, am I pronounce is it Caitlin or Catelyn? I cannot remember. Catelyn. Catelyn. 
Catelyn. She hates him because uh, he looks Look so like much him. like Eddard. Yeah, and yeah. her children don't. They look like the Tullys. They take after yeah. her side of the family. Yeah. So, no, I think there's definitely the, the question. It's just that I know Robert liked to do his quote-unquote whoring and his, you know, good life, his drinking. But still, you would think that with so many children, not one has a speck of dark hair, yeah. that I'm just wondering about the intelligence of him as a king, you know. Um, not only well, that, he, he's he, not he got like to become king because of conquest. Good, good, yeah, he did. Whatever. That's true. He did become king of uh, uh, conquest through conquest. I do have to have a, I have a quick aside, which is kind of funny. Um, in one of the newspapers, the actress that plays the prostitute, Shay, I think that's how you pronounce her name? Yep. She's calling for more male nudity in Game <laughs> yes, of Thrones. I and I thought, good yes. for her. That's right. Because, you know, that was always one nice thing about Sons of Anarchy, when Jax would take a shower scene. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> That's well, really nice. Um, you obviously have not seen the HBO show because they show a lot of wieners. South <laughs> oh. Park actually did a little uh, scene on it where the little boy was going on and on about the wieners. Which one? Which the boy? Butters. Apartment? Oh, Butters. Butters. Oh, Butters. Yes. <laughs> now, what about uh, Bran? I mean, he, you know, he's paralyzed now because he was the one that was pushed out of the window. Right. But he's the one that could seem to launch his mind into beasts, yeah. which you see... At the end, he really does it consciously for the first time into the wolf at the end of season three. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. What does where, he do? Where do you think they're going with that? He can project, he can basically take over um, the body of a wolf oh. or a, a, some kind of an animal. Yeah. And he does that and he saves his brother, his half brother, um, outside of like this, I don't know, windmill thing. And, uh, yeah, it's the first time that he actually does it consciously up to that point. He's in dreams. He has dreams of doing it, and you realize, well, it's not really a dream. He really is doing that, but he can only do it subconsciously when he's asleep. But this is the first time that he kind of, you know, his eyes go white, and he takes control of a wolf, and he saves his brother. Yeah. And so he obviously has this power. He's with these other two people who... One of them seems to have the power like he does, and they're leading him somewhere to this, you know, the other side of the wall to do something. I'm just wondering where you guys think that might be going, because it's the, it's the one aspect of the whole show that doesn't really seem to fit with the yeah, rest of it. Sort of. It seems to be its own thing. I know it's but not I, I think it's true, be, but... I, I think it's all tied to the dire wolves and the, the, the Starks... Um, connection to this thing that them being the wolf um i think uh i don't know if he's going to become the you know the king you know, or the, on the throne but i think it's going to be important to how they all overcome the lannisters or whatever um well the whole thing seems to be that the very first episode if you remember back they really focus on this the undead thing oh, and yeah, the yeah, frozen yeah, yeah, and right, you know right. it's and they they keep teasing mm -hmm. that over and That's over and coming. over, and I'm. Yeah. It's got to come this season because I'm frankly sick of hearing about of it. it. Either do something and, about and, it, and how long is it going to take the one chick? Um, what is her name? Uh, Daenerys. Daenerys. Get across the ocean. Yeah, t to get <laughs> get over there already. Well, unless he just ride on the I back mean, of those damn dragons. I mean, obviously it has to. <laughs> well, well, they're eggs when she has the yeah. hatched, right? So by the time she gets there, they need to be full yeah. grown dragons otherwise they're pretty yeah. much useless and we know that they are because if you see the previews for season four they show this ship sailing and you see this huge shadow of a yeah. dragon fly over so you're like oh they these dragons are big now yeah. no 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 but no, don't no. You like <laughs> and she's got a massive you like that army scene when a guy's gonna buy the dragon and the dragon oh, just God, takes yes. the guy out she walks out well, she says she says something in some language that the dragon yeah. knows to you can torch have his ass and like, yeah, I don't think you can have this dragon. It's not like something you can't give somebody a dragon. <laughs> no, but no. I think the contrast is interesting because Bryn is a sweet and pure, or at least that's how his mother describes him. Very I agree. Thoughtful. As Joffrey is manipulative and, as you said, evil. So I, you know, to, I don't know if there's going to be a showdown between Bran and Joffrey, but it seems to me mm, that if you think about bat, about about stories that have very clear opposing forces of good and evil, like Star Wars and um, even you know Lord of the Rings, 
um, you know, that's, I'm wondering if that's the final showdown. But of course, I don't know. I think Bran is paralyzed. I don't think so. Bran is paralyzed for life. Am I correct in I saying know, that? I don't know. It's so much it's, magic. I mean, he still is on the TV yeah, show. Yeah, when you're paralyzed, you're paralyzed. You know, it's really... Well, well yes, magic? but how many, how many paralyzed people could take over wolves with their minds? I mean... <laughs> It's magic, so you know anything that's, could that's happen. That's true. That's very true. But it seems to me like all of this is building up to so the kingdom is unified under one king, and then as well as Daenerys, she's going to be the one that basically leads everybody, and then they all together have to fight whatever's on the other who, side of the who, wall. Who's going to ally with who? Maybe Daenerys will hook up with. Well, that's the whole thing. That's what I'm saying. This they're all going to eventually come together. That's why some of the Lannisters you like. You're, you're meant to like, like Tyrion. Mm-hmm. You know, so eventually that keep interfering. Darius, that the eunuch and 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 Littlefinger, uh, they're just like sleazy little people that they should just get rid of because they're just standing. How could Edward trust Littlefinger when Littlefinger told him, "I'm not the kind of person you can trust." <laughs> you know, so, no, he's yeah. That's true. Sleazy. What about the 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 ball? You know, oh, you know who else I like? That Sam, Sam Wall oh, guy. Sam. Yeah. yeah. John Snow. Oh, he's up, so buddy. great. Yeah. Yeah. He, he goes out and... Uh, he, yeah, he's brilliant. And he keeps bumbling into stuff that you think he's he's going to get killed here. <laughs> but yet, no, he, there he goes. Did he say that girl? He, he's so still he alive. He's about him. He's not a weakling. He's not so, you know, afraid. He's a, he, When he sees a cause, he goes for it. So he's noble in that. Yeah, but he is a weakling. I mean, physically. physically. Yeah, but right. He's now. Now, if you combine him and Hodor, you've got a pretty powerful person there. I don't remember because Hodor is. Hodor keeps saying Hodor in the show. In the book, he does. Uh, I don't remember. (laughs) I, I don't remember him really ever talking. That's the only word he says. It's Hodor. That's that's the man that's always carrying Bran. Bran, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes. that's that's all that's all he and says. The character who plays yes, all he says is the actor who plays him is, does yes. a great job. Yes. You know who else I like is the one Varys. bald Var- eunuch. Varys, Varys. Varys. I'm telling you, I said he's he's he's. I don't know if you can trust him. You can't. Him and Littlefinger. No. I don't know. I think you can trust him. I don't trust Littlefinger well, at Varys all. Varys is he not at least gonna, seems to be. He he, he serves a throne. I think. And he I always think, does. I, I think. Oh, you talking about Varys or Littlefinger? Uh, the Varys, bald guy. Yeah. yeah, I, I. The guy that got his yeah, junk chopped yeah. off. Master of Whisperers. Yeah. I, I think that Tyrion has his finger on him, that he's gonna try to. Uh, he, he's. No, nah, he's too smart for Littlefinger, though. Who? The eunuch. Oh no! no I was just saying that I think uh, Tyrion. Uh, has uh, uh, Varys under control. He knows uh, him quite yeah. well, and Varys is going to serve Tyrion. I don't know about Littlefinger. I'm afraid of him. You know he. You know he was in love with um, uh, the, the not, queen. Not the queen. Um, Caitlin. Yeah, Caitlin. No, not Caitlin. He was yeah. in love with um, Caitlin. Eddard's wife. Caitlin. Yeah. Eddard's no. wife. He was in love. Caitlin. With- Eddard's wife was Caitlin. Oh, that's right. Her name is Caitlin. I'm thinking, uh, yeah. Caitlin Stark. Caitlin Stark, yeah. She's in love with her. So right. why would... Yeah. would well, he Edward can have her now. Oh, God. He's, and he knew about it, too. Everybody knows that he was in love with her. So why would he trust this guy? And that's how his head got whopped off. You know, you you, you got to play the game of thrones. You got to think ahead. I, I don't know. What did you think about Jon Snow? Uh, he's a kid still, but now he's starting to come into his own. He's very... Uh, Ignorant, mm-hmm. if you will, but I think he's finally becoming a yeah. man. Um, you know, he broke his vows by sleeping with one girl, but now he's back with those guys at the wall. I don't know what's going to happen yeah. with him. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't see him as a, an actual king, though. I don't think he's smart enough. Well, and he's not uh, smart. We know what he won't do him. whatever it takes. Well, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, he was very noble. And he always tried to do the yeah, right like thing. That. And he blinded himself to, you know, what needs to be done co- compared to what he thought should yeah. be done. He reminds me of his little sister, Sensa. They have mm-hmm. this n- noble idea about what the world should be, and the world is nothing like that. Um, 
I'm, have they finished the book series? Is the book yeah, series over books. with, or is that still being? He's, ri- so it's, he's it's writing. Done. Well, he's is he still writing? I don't know. Is George Martin still writing the final one? I don't know. I've, I don't know. I think he's. Four. I think he's right. Uh, he's writing one more. I thought. I don't know. I'm not sure. I know there's only four. I, I'm now. really curious on how far the the series is going to go. How many well, seasons? I'm in the second book, and we're not. I'm not anywhere near where the series is. I'm almost. I got maybe a couple of chapters left in the second book. So the series is each series no, one book. Then no. the first book probably covered up to when it covered up to when Car Drogo, you know. Um, oh, that's that's early in season yeah. one too. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I don't in know. The second season, the, you know, red, the red, uh, second book, the Red Wedding hasn't even occurred yet. Unless it's going to happen at the very end of the book. Well, that's the end yeah. of season three. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure how they're they're planning it out. I'm not, you know, an expert enough on uh, the TV series or the books to, you know, intelligently speak to that. But if there's one thing about this series that I like and I hate at the same time, seriously, and it cautions me to really not like any one character too much, is because die. anybody can <laughs> die at any time for any reason. And I, I like that because it keeps me on my toes, but I also hate that mm. because I, I mean, at the beginning of the series, I loved I Edward too, Stark. Too. He was yeah. awesome. I was like, this guy is mm-hmm. my hero right here. You know, I remember the actor from Lord of the Rings. He was brilliant in that. And boom, he's dead. And, and oh, look, I get to see his head and on I'm a like, pipe. I don't want to oh, watch yay. this anymore. <laughs> That's, I was done. like that too. I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this. I don't want to see decapitated yeah, heads. Yeah, I love, I mean, it wasn't know. just that. I just, I so followed that guy. I said, who am I going to follow now? I put all my eggs in that basket, you know? So. Well, I tell you, the two things that really, and I'm not a, a queasy person by any means. I don't like horror films or gory stuff like that. But the two things that bothered me more th- than anything else was when his head got cut off and you see yep. it on the spike. And when Jamie Lannister loses oh, his hand, God, that, just, that was like I screamed. Oh I God! Because uh, I just what was when he? What happened, was he doing to lose the hand? He was a prisoner. <laughs> um, he uh, was a prisoner, and, and he and the guy wasn't buying his bullshit, and yep. he was right. Yeah. And Jamie Lannister had no idea it was coming either. It was yeah, because he chunk. said he knows. I, my, I, my father, I'm a good ransom. You're not gonna do anything to me because my father's Tyron uh, Lannister. Everybody's afraid of him. Right. And the man does it anyway. And sends it to his father. Yep. So, uh, yeah. What, what, what question? Quick question. What do you guys think about? Um, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Oh jeez. Go on. I I I completely forgot the guy's name. Oh. Well, well. While you're remembering that, the Game of Thrones, the author uh, George Martin, he's trying to finish. He he's under an immense amount of pressure because the TV show has pretty much caught up to his books so far so he's frantically trying to finish the pair of books and he he said it's just you know it's a daunting task you know so probably six seasons altogether Mm, that's what i'm saying is two more books yeah he finished the song of ice and fire which was titled dance of dragons that that was finished july 12 2011 the same year that hbo kicked off the the first season of game of thrones so then um, the fourth book was The Feast of Crows. Since then, he has only made piecemeal progress with The Winds of Winter. So that's the last book is going to oh, be The Winds you know, of Winter. No, Winter's coming. <laughs> winter is yeah, coming. I mean, that's, that's what they keep talking about. So obviously, The Winds of Winter is referring to what's on the other side of the yeah. wall. Winter. And uh, yeah. that's oh, interesting. I think about yeah. Sandor. I, Sandor Cregan. Uh, I don't remember He's who he is. He's the one that was uh, the, the guard over... The um, Hound? Joffrey. Yeah, the Hound. Yeah, Joffrey. Yeah. yeah. Is he a true Hound? I don't see it in the book. I His face is very disfigured from a fire. They just call him the Hound. That... He's like the dog uh, that stands okay, by the Okay, the Hound. Oh, Sandor? Sandor. Yes. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. with the girl now. Yeah, yeah, Sisa. I think he's in love with her. Um. No, she's too young. He's not in love with her. He feels very paternal towards her, and, and that's, that's grown yeah. on him. He's never felt like that about anybody being, you know, um, he's always been a yeah. warrior, and that's all he's ever been. And now, all of a sudden, he's basically a yeah. parent, and it's bringing out a side of him, a protectiveness, yeah. 
Because he could have left her there at the Red Wedding, and she wanted to run in there. Remember, he's the one that clunked her over the head, knocked her out, and, and basically right. dragged her out of there. Because she would have been killed. So I, it's a different side of the, his character. I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. I think he's probably going to die trying to protect her. But remember, she's the one character that all these badasses keep showing her how to fight, how to become a warrior. And they're not treating her like a girl, if you will. And that's why I think she there's something special about her. She's going to be, you know, maybe she's the one that ends up becoming basically the right hand to uh, Daenerys. Maybe she's, they rule together. But you know what, how he got his face burnt, right? I don't remember if they, I don't know if they did, talked in, about in that in or not. In the audible book, it, it tells you uh, that his brother, he has a brother uh, called a mountain. He, they fought, I think they fought each other in one of the tourneys or something uh, on the show. Uh, his brother's called a mountain. His brother's huge, bigger than him. Oh, yes, yeah, his yeah, His brother, yeah, yeah. when he was a kid, took his took him and put his face in the fire. <gasps> so that's the kind of life he lived, hmm. you know, so. And Sensa and him are just so stark contrast because he, he really is a knight, but he won't ever let anybody call him a knight. And since this idea of knight that they're noble, they only always protect the weak and all that other stuff. So the two of them together is just so Yeah, perfect. but she's also she's also a little bit of a ninja. You know, she's she's becoming more of a complete warrior than most people on the show. The only one I could really compare her to would be Jamie Lannister. Well, Arya. Arya is that, like you know. unbelievable. <laughs> well, this is another interesting little spoiler for the for the book that he's writing, is that the Winds of Winter, there's a controversial Sansa uh, Sansa chapter, and that she might go be going from uh, like a Cersei in training. She might be going from a pawn to a player because she has suffered so much yeah, abuse at so the much, hands yeah. of Littlefinger yeah. and Jeffrey. Yeah. So Joffrey. Joffrey, sorry, and that's uh, that's interesting. But he, it's from the book itself, right. from the kind of hints that George Martin has um, said this is going to be a massive manuscript. So I'm sure he's under immense amount of pressure, but that, um, that, you know, basically it'll be the, the, what's the battle of Marine? Because that's another thing they said is there's a lot of speculation on what's going to be happening with Arya, that she's going to be a major character in the next book. Mm -hmm. She'll really come into her own. Yeah. Arya and hmm. Tyrion. Yeah. Well, Cersei is sort of grooming Sansa to become her. You know, I, the, yeah, and that's soon what their she fans gets away from Cersei, she'll be perfect. She needs to get away from that woman. That woman's evil. See, I think so. Sansa is going to come into her own. I think, I think yeah. because Tyrion is being so nice to her and respectful of her, and she's not used to that, I think that's going to give Sansa the strength to really find her voice. Now, as Suzanne mm -hmm. said, it might not be for the good side, mm -hmm. but I think it's right. going to make her be able to find her voice. Yeah. She needs to because I'm I'm tired of her being so downtrodden and whipped on all the time. Well, uh, I want I want her to kill Joffrey. That's who should kill yes. Joffrey. Yeah, that's, that would be a Joffrey. good. I think she'd do a better job of it. No matter who does it, like I said earlier, you're gonna hear cheers yeah, across the land. Yeah, but Sansa deserves oh, yeah, to be cheers yeah. across so, the land. Can you believe he showed her his her father's head on a pike? Ugh. I, when I when Ugh. I saw that, I wanted to take that boy and push push him down those stairs, you know. <laughs> well, he said he was going to get his, her brother's head, who was just killed yeah. at the wedding, and give it to her as a present. And T Tyrion was like, "No, you're not. That's my wife. It's not your plaything mm -hmm. to you know mess with anymore. That's yeah. my yeah, wife." His feeling is, but she's my subject. Yeah, but then remember, Tyrion pulls the knife out and stabs it right. into the desk and looks at him Don't like, screw with me. you know, <laughs> no, well, you Joffrey, ain't. Well, <laughs> Sansa has lost a lot. She lost Lady, her dire wolf, um, to Cersei. Basically, it was, you know, she's lost uh, She's lost her father. She's lost her mother. Um, I don't know. I think. Well, she was the most naive of all the kids. Yes. And she's the one that's basically been stuck in a. a, a pit of vipers yes. ever since her father was beheaded. What about the baby, Rick? Uh, they never mentioned him. Her youngest brother. The Rickin, I don't... I don't remember he, a baby. He, well, he's young. He's like four or something like that. He, he's with Brand. Oh, he's, he's the one that's Brand with and, the, and, the other and, kid. Uh, yeah. And, and, and Helgo or whatever his name is. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what role he's going to well, play. Well, I think another uh, line of uh, of the plot, uh, you know, for the book is interesting that Arya Stark will return to Westeros as a vengeful trained assassin. <laughs> I would love to see her because, you know, she, 
she's a, she like you were saying she's a very strong character and i i love to see strong characters like female characters you know that uh, kind of buck the the trend yeah. of male sovereignty in a book like this and the guy you know? that was teaching her to and, dance the first the little needle <laughs> i thought that was just perfect yes she's got fire and i you know i loved it when she threw lion's tooth in the river when you know and she basically beat up joffrey i i love that i just i think Either the showdown's going to be with Sansa and Joffrey, or it'll have to be with uh, Arya. I, I don't know. Well, I think it's a fantastic show. I, you know, I'm glad that there's going to be an end to it. It's not a normal TV show like we were talking about earlier, that as long as it's making money and getting the ratings, they're going to keep it on the air, that it's it's going to end. It's It's got a, a, you know, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And because the author himself is in, involved with the making of the show. I wonder if when he's writing the characters now, he sees the actors. That's kind of interesting to yeah. think of. Um, you know, it, it's going to end the way the author intended. Whether we like that yeah. or not. Yeah. <laughs> but at least we know it's it be will a fun end. Journey, that's sure. And I think that's that's a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. Well, that's like with Breaking Bad. You know, there was, at the very end, the last episode... You know, everyone thought maybe Walter White would pull it off. You know, maybe Vince really wouldn't kill him off. And it was the end. And, you know, there was something, I know um, there was some discussion about, you know, him tidying up. I didn't think he completely tidied it. In some ways he did, but it was final. It's the end. There's no more coming back. And I, I like closure with many times like that. I really like closure. You know, like, for instance, well, I, I... Harry Potter, there wasn't really any closure. She could still... Uh, continue on when he's... I, I thought hope she, she does. was going yeah. to. I thought I heard something that she is writing another book. I think I read a Harry that Potter too. book. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm one of the few that didn't like Harry Potter, but okay. <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I agree with you, Suze, because you want the audience, you want to leave the audience wanting more. Mm. You want them to say, oh, I wish there was more. But at the same time... But sometimes it's a journey. It's a meal. And every meal yeah, comes to an yeah. end. But, but you want the journey to be fun. You, know, you want to, to keep the people following, regardless of how it ends. You know, yeah, so. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't really matter how, how much, you know, we like it. If, if the creator has a definite end in mind, that's what I want to see, you know. And I want to see what they do next. I mean, when it comes to Gilligan, one of the next things he's doing is doing a show called Battle Creek. And it's based here, right in my hometown. Uh, some of the actors were here to uh, to learn more about the city and stuff just this week. So I look forward to th these creators that have the success of Vince Gilligan that are given more opportunity to basically a, a blank check. Go make something else for us now. And I want to see the next thing that they come up with. Because maybe it's better than this great thing they just did. Maybe it's not. But the great thing was a great thing. Let's not ruin that. Let's leave that on the shelf now that it's done and move on to something better or at least different. And this is the golden age of television. I've said this before on Tech Fan Podcast. Um, you know, it used to be, oh, I'm going to say 10 years ago, TV pretty much sucked. 20 years ago, TV pretty much sucked. The best TV was the 70s and part of the 80s. And then it's only got worse since then. It's completely turned around. Movies, for the most part, kind of suck now. And TV is so much better than the movies. We have the best series ever created over and over and over again. Some of the best actors are working in television now. Some of the best writers are working in television now. The cinematography that they're using on these shows, Game of Thrones, for instance, hello, is brilliant stuff. And, and the production value is off the charts. This is the golden age of television. Television has never been as good as it is right now. At a time when there's so much more competition, which kind of should tell you something. With it's the fantastic. Of Homicide. I love it. Homicide was a fabulous show. That I'm not saying that there wasn't good yeah, stuff that, back then. But they didn't there, get the ratings, which was a shame. Yeah, yeah as yeah, a I whole, I agree. Right, but as a whole, we have choice right now that we never had this much we almost don't have enough hours in the day to watch all the great stuff that's out you. there but the caveat is the caveat is is the reality shows tim i think that yes it's it's 
those are going away. You can't. They're still there, though. Reality oh, shows are so out there bad. that's they're really so popular. I, I want the well, Duck, I want the Duck Dynasty for one. I have yeah. too many things to watch. Duck Dynasty's ratings is, is a third of what they were before what the controversy. Was? And then, Thank and God. then you have what? I, I don't watch these shows. I never watch reality shows. Uh, the Kardashians. Oh, I even hate to say that on air. But uh, but see, there's one. different there's oh. different levels of of reality shows. Like for instance. The My favorite show is by far is Amazing Race, but is that a reality show or is that a competition? Yeah. Right. So what is it then? I, just, a, I mean, it's it's based. It it keeps winning best reality show yeah, every year. Stop calling the reality show. I'm going to tell you, I never watch. T- I, I I never watch TV. I literally I don't. I watch Netflix, um, and I'll watch shows when I can stream them on Netflix or Amazon. But I literally and. Unless it's what? football season and it's you know it's Sunday. No, or Monday nobody. Night football. I don't think anybody watches live TV anymore. Yeah. Everyone DVRs I don't watch it TV. And that kind of thing. Yeah, I never. But what TV. I don't like is voyeur TV, voyeurism, mm. where it's supposedly the real world type of stuff, where the camera's kind of hiding, and this is what they would have done whether or not the camera was there or not. That's the kind of thing that Duck Dynasty, which is completely fake, even, the whole show is staged. Like just, yeah. No, it's yeah. A, it's completely fake. I don't like the voyeurism type of shows, but I like the stuff like um, Hell's Kitchen, where it's more of a competition. You know, of course they're acting out because the TV cameras are right there, but that's okay because they don't pretend otherwise. You know, they talk directly to the yeah. television half the time. Um, I don't, I don't mind those kind of shows, but I don't like the the Kardashian voyeurism type of stuff. People I, that doesn't do anything. Not doing for me. anything. You know, it's sort of like Downton Downton Abbey. They stand around not doing anything. Well, I also think we give kids um, a very skewed view of life when you have, I think there was uh, a show, something about, it was their houses, their crib or something that they called it. And it was these multi-million dollar homes and the kids had, you know, their own theater. And then... You know, it's it's just not realistic. You know, oh, let's you face it. Oh, maybe, yeah. maybe for it's the like maybe for the one percent. Strive for. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I know that. But what I'm saying is, yes, for the one percent. But many middle class people are yeah, not in the one percent. Many class people are not the one percent. For me, TV, I like to watch House Hunters International because I I sometimes hope somewhere. That my husband and I, when we retire, we can get a little place in France. So I always I'm, I'm watch House Hunters on, International. I'm in France and watching House Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> and then I watch Are I watch all? Jimmy Fallon. I that's like what Jimmy that's Fallon the only two shows. And then of course football. I do watch football. You know. And if my son is in the up in the sometimes up in the morning, he watches uh, like uh, Colin Coward and uh, you know Mike and Mike. And I get my sports news. I, and I have all this stupid uh, information about sports that I'll never use because the only thing I like is football. <laughs> but I know a little bit about baseball. Oh, I, I do like the Red Sox, and Elisa knows that, but that's pretty we'll much hold it that for against me. You too. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, again, and I'll go back to say that because this is the golden age of television, we just have so many choices now, and not just one box in the living room. Or maybe a second box in the kitchen, too. You can watch it on your iPhone, your iPad, your Android device, a laptop, yeah. a computer. It, it's wherever you want to watch, whenever and you, and you, you want to watch. you can continue watching it on a different and, device by just going into the next room. I mean, that's like unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and it's the golden age of television. And, and we're very fortunate to be able to enjoy it and, uh, you know, pick it apart as we will and as we'll want to do. But thank goodness that we have what we have i mean we all grew up in an age where cartoons were on saturday mornings only now there's entire networks that your kids can watch cartoons at any time of at two in the morning if you want them to and uh it's it's an amazing time to to be alive and to have this kind of technology and this kind of programming that's so good for all age groups now it's and a amazing. lot of these shows have podcasts. Like, Suze, you turned me on to the Breaking Bad podcast. So I was listening to that, and now I'm listening to The Following. It's a show on Fox that I really like. And I've been listening to that podcast, and it's interesting to get the behind-the-scenes look. How they wrote the episode, or what special effects they used, or how they created a particular scene. So those things are, those things are pretty interesting. But um, I think we've... Uh, talked enough about Game of Thrones and I know Tim you've got to get going. So I want to 
I do. My wife has the kids quietly playing up in the bedroom, and that's not a normal occurrence <laughs> on a Saturday. So <laughs> I have yeah. to rescue her. So I want her. to thank you for joining us, sharing your insight. And, oh, I had uh, a lot of time. Yeah, I had a great time. And uh, for everyone else who's listening, you can reach us on our Google Plus community, our Facebook page. Everything will be in the show notes of how you can get hold of us. The webpage is 3geekyladies.com with the number three spelled out. We'd love to hear your views. Do you watch the Game of Thrones? Let us know. Tell us what you like. That's a great website, by the way. I don't know who you have doing that for you, but it's really good. We're happy yeah. you like yeah. it, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so for Suze and Vicky and Tim, I want to say thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. like taking things apart yeah you took apart one of my old g5 macintoshes yep that's a huge computer it weighs more than you do almost what do you think that was like well it was fun was it kind of confusing or did you kind of figure out what things are or well at the end i had a whole bunch of i had some screws in a cup Mm -hmm. and it was um i forgot where they went so i kept on trying to to find out where they went and you took almost everything out of that machine the fans and the hard drives and the RAM and all kinds of stuff. Yep. Do you like doing stuff like that? Yeah. Do you think a lot of kids your age like to take stuff apart and put them back together? Well, I think they would, but they never talk about it. No? Do you ever talk about it? Yeah. Yeah? I think I would like that. You like that? Tech Fan Podcast. Calm, rational, and family-friendly. Every Friday.